Hey guys, Kyle here. I just wanted to add a quick note at the beginning of this episode. Um, it is currently Monday, March 11th, and as I'm getting this episode ready to edit and upload for you guys to listen to, um, I'm sure many of you have heard the news that just came out earlier today about the imminent ending of the Clone Wars TV series. Um, just wanted to let you all know, uh, Tim and I recorded this episode yesterday, uh, Sunday the 10th, and this news had not happened yet, and so uh, this episode we won't be talking about that, although we um, do kind of talk about some rumors related to that and talk about the Clone Wars a bit. But this big news hasn't broken yet, so uh, stay tuned. We will definitely be doing another episode about that sometime soon and talk about that a lot more in depth. But uh, in the meantime, enjoy the show for this week, and we will be back with more for you guys pretty soon. Have a good one, and may the Force be with you. You're listening to Star Wars. The saga continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Greetings, Star Wars fans, and thanks again for tuning in to Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast covering everything related to the future of Star Wars and Episode 7 and the new spinoff films and all the big new projects and developments in the Star Wars universe. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I'm joined by my other co-host, Tim. How you doing, Tim? Hey, Kyle. Doing good. Just going through a little bit of Clone Wars with Trolls right now, now that Season 5 has ended. Still yeah. feels weird not having a new episode to watch for a while. <laughs> yeah, especially because we got cheated out of two episodes this season. Yeah, <laughs> or three, oh, well. actually. Um, was it three? Well, it was supposed well, to be a three-part arc, yeah. Yeah, we missed out on the three-part um, Clovis arc. I was just thinking we got cheated out of two because we got 20 episodes instead of the usual 22 that's true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, for any of you guys listening, um, if you haven't checked out our video chat that we did with Mike and Matt over at the uh, Frontlines of Clone Wars podcast, you can check that out and hear our thoughts about the Clone Wars season finale. And uh, then we spent a little bit of time talking about um, the upcoming new films as well, talking with those guys and getting their thoughts about spinoff movies and what they want to see in Episode 7 and stuff like that. So if you guys haven't gotten a chance to check that out yet, it's on YouTube. Um, I believe it's posted on the Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast YouTube channel, so you can go look for that. We've also been posting links to it on our Facebook and Twitter page. So, uh, yeah, check that out if you want to hear us talk more Clone Wars. Um, we haven't had a whole lot of big news recently as far as the live-action films and other stuff going on, but we do have a few little news tidbits and rumors to talk about. We just wanted to get on here and do another episode. So, uh, Tim, what do we have to talk about this week? Yeah, well, I guess the first one that was sort of big that happened towards the end of February was that um, Mark Hamill was uh, out promoting his new movie, Sushi Girl. And, of course, whenever he gets a chance to talk to the media, they're going to ask him about Episode 7. But what was different about this one is that um, he was speaking to Entertainment Tonight, where uh, when the subject came up, he kind of actually did say that, yeah, they are talking to, talking to me, Harrison, and Carrie about coming back. And that was kind of like the first time where we actually got confirmation that, yeah, they have been talked to 
about returning for the movie because all before Mark Hamill kept saying they told me about it. George told me I think during celebration that we're making new movies, but he never really said they asked me to be in it and that they were in negotiations or whatever. So I think this is the first time he actually confirmed that he was being talked to about it. Mm-hmm. And I think actually for me the biggest news that came out of that article wasn't that they were being talked to, but it was uh, kind of one thing that we had speculated about and about you know what if they come back, what if they don't come back. And Mark said that uh, George Lucas had told him that if any of the three main actors from the original trilogy chose not to come back and play their part again in the new movies, that they were not going to try to recast the part with a different actor, that they were just going to write them out of the story. Which I think makes a lot of sense if you're working with a time period um, where it would make sense to have the three actors return, um, you know, and play characters like the same age that they are now. So if you're going to have you know, Mark and Carrie come back and play Luke and Leia as like 60 year olds. You don't want to, you know, try to get a different old guy to come in and play Han Solo if Harrison Ford's not going to do it because it just wouldn't quite match up. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, if, if they were going to go a different direction with it, like say they were going to set this movie just a few years after Return of the Jedi and have um, like all those main characters, you know, maybe in their 40s or something like younger than the actors are now and they were going to recast all the parts and, you know, kind of bring in new actors to put a different spin on it, kind of like J.J. Abrams did with the Star Trek films. Um, you know, I might be okay with that, but I don't think you should try to mix old and new, especially when you're working with that main core trio of Han and Luke and Leia. So I'm glad that it's kind of all or nothing on that front. Yeah, because even Mark Hamill said that's real important to him because he even said, yeah, I just want to make sure that everybody's on board with this. He even mentioned like Billy D and Tony Daniels too. He wants to make sure that everyone from the original that they want to return does return. So mm-hmm. it's cool that he's on the same page with that too. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, I, I have a hard time picturing Anthony Daniels saying no if they asked him to come back and play C-3PO. Yeah, has he ever said uh, anything no to Star Wars? I don't think so. Yeah, I know. And with Billy D. Williams, I mean, if they have a part for Lando in the new movies, I'm pretty sure we've read interviews where he said he's interested in coming back as well. So yeah, I mean, I th- I think for a lot of fans, the the big sticking point was Harrison Ford. Like nobody expected that he would ever come back and play Han Solo again because he kind of has a you know the stigma about him as that one guy in Star Wars who didn't like being in Star Wars, but. He's even said that he might be interested in coming back and playing Han Solo again. So it's like if they can get him back, I'm pretty sure they can get just about everybody else that they want to have in the story. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if it, like you said, if they can get him to convince Harrison Ford to come back, it should be uh, easy to get anyone else. Because it's really – you don't ever hear any of the old cast members or anyone who used to be involved with Star Wars so far say, no, I already had my time with Star Wars. I really – but I want to come back for any other movies. Every single one who they've talked to said, yeah, I'd love to come back, even though you wouldn't think that they can fit in these new movies. Like even Samuel L. Jackson says, yeah, I'd love to come back. It's not for certain that Mace Windu's dead. I mean, we just saw him fall out of a building. We didn't see what happened to him. There's nobody. So Mm -hmm. like even these characters you don't expect, they still want to return for it. So I think it'd be more newsworthy when they asked an old actor who was in Star Wars who said, no, I don't really want to come back (laughs) because everyone's saying, yeah, we'd love to, of course. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, and like you said, pretty much anyone that they've asked so far has said, you know, yeah, I'd like to. And anyone who probably wouldn't want to come back probably wouldn't fit in the new movies anyways. Like, you know, I haven't heard anything about like Natalie Portman or Liam Neeson or anybody like that. But, yeah, you know, if they said, nah, I wouldn't want to come back and do it, I'd be like, okay, fine, your character's dead. So yeah, it doesn't bother me too much. 
Yeah, and another thing that Mark Hamill said in this article was that um, he says regarding the effects of the movie, because they hope they find the right balance of CG effects and uh, just like practical effects, like the props and models. He says he loves all those things, and he hopes they kind of take it, I guess, a step back from what they did in the prequels of the CGI effects. Is that something you're kind of hoping they do too, or you don't mind if they use the CGI how it was in the prequels? Because for me, I think the prequels effects still look great. For the most part, they all hold up. Maybe certain shots in episode one maybe don't look quite as good, but I think for the most part, the effects still look great. So that's not really a big concern I have as far as hoping they scale back a little bit on the CG. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that's as much of a concern for me as far as like the CG versus the practical effects. Um, obviously, I hope they kind of push the boundaries as far as the effects and stuff and have, you know, some really cool space battles and action sequences and stuff that might require CG in there. Um, so, you know, I don't know that it, that they necessarily need to have as many practical, you know, props and models and Yoda puppets and stuff like that when they can do all that with CG now. But I think my concern would, with it would be more to not necessarily use it less, but make sure that you're putting the story first. Mm -hmm. um, because there are a couple sequences in the prequels, um, particularly I know kind of the famous one is the sequence in uh, episode two on Geonosis when they're going through the droid factory mm -hmm. where George Lucas even admitted that he kind of just made that sequence up to, you know, oh, look, here's some cool stuff going on with robots and flying bugs and stuff like that to fill up like five minutes of the movie and make it longer. Um, and so stuff like that, you know, I hope that they do some really cool CG, but I hope it backs up the story and serves a purpose and that there aren't really too many moments where it's like, okay, there's not really anything important going on here, but oh yeah, it doesn't that look cool. You know, yeah. it should be like, wow, this story is really engaging. Oh, and by the way, that looks cool. And that looks cool. And that looks cool. But I like where the story's going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that should be a standard for all movies you would think, but yeah. That's yeah. definitely the thing you want most to come out of the effects. Yeah. So I guess for me, if anything, that would be more of my criticism about the uh, the CG and the prequels and what I hope they do with it in the new movies is not so much the use of CG versus practical effects, but just making sure that the CG doesn't overshadow the story. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes I'm still blown away by how the clone troopers are all CG summer shots. I mean, they just look as real as the stormtroopers do. Oh, and yeah. The original trilogy that just blows me away. So yeah, well, I mean, I guess part of it is that they don't have to show their faces. They're kind of lucky with that. Yeah, because you know, a clone trooper in all armor making that look photorealistic is, I would think, wouldn't be too much harder than making a battle droid look realistic. And they, you know, been doing that since Episode One. So yeah, you can always tell a little bit where you can. It is CG, but certain times with those clone troopers, like these things are just there's armor on actual people in those shots, not just uh, people in blue screen suits and then they CG it later. So yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no. And like I said, I definitely hope they push the envelope with it. And I'm especially hoping to see a really cool space battle because I feel like that was kind of something that was missing from the prequels. Um, just because we never had anything kind of on the scale of like the battle of Endor. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the closest thing we got was like the battle of Coruscant in episode three, but the focus wasn't on the battle as much. It was kind of just, yeah, Anakin and Obi-Wan flying through the middle of it to get to the Chancellor. Yeah, I know what you mean on that, yeah. It's definitely so. the best one, but like you said, it wasn't like a full-scale war where you're cutting through different ships, like dogfighting each other. Like, it's just on Anakin and Obi-Wan throughout most of it. I mean, you get that one shot in the beginning of the sequence where that clone gets blown out of his ship and you see him flying through space, but... yeah. That's about yeah. it. So, yeah, I see what you're saying on that front. Yeah, no, and I'm not saying it didn't look cool. I mean, 
the effects for that sequence are great. I'm just saying that there wasn't a lot of focus on the battle itself. Yeah. So I'd like to see something more on the scale of like the battle of Endor from return of the Jedi. And it's like, if, if, you know, if they can make a battle that cool with physical models and, you know, really early sort of, you know, computer compositing technology and stuff like that. It's like, imagine what they could do with it now. Yeah, it's also going to be cool to see what type of ship designs they're going to have. If they're going to still have the classic X-Wings, Y-Wings, A-Wings, and all that, or if they're going to go totally new new designs for everything. Yeah, I'm, we'll ho- see. I'm hoping there's still some X-Wings in there somewhere in the new trilogy. Yeah, I, I would love to see that, too. I don't know if they'll go straight-up X-Wings. You know, They might have something that's evolved from it, but I definitely think there'll be some throwbacks to that. I mean, especially when you look at the prequel trilogy, like the ARC-170s in Episode 3 are like clearly X-Wing predecessors. Yeah. So I'm sure if we don't get X-Wings and TIE Fighters in the new movies, we'll get something that's clearly a successor to that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you want to move on to the next article, which kind of has to do with a little bit of the same stuff, but coming from George Lucas. Yeah. um, This this past uh, Friday, there was an article on the Bloomberg Business Week website that kind of gave us a behind-the-scenes look at how the whole process went down to let Disney how they acquired Lucasfilm. It's a great article. It's about five pages long, but it's definitely worth the read to see how everything went down in the months leading up to Disney buying Lucasfilm. But probably the quote that got the most attention was because they did an interview with Lucas in this article as well, and they asked them about um, the original trilogy cast members coming back. And uh, Lucas pretty much uh, said at first to try to backpedal about it, but uh, the exact quote was, we had already signed Mark and Kerry and Harrison or we were pretty much in the final stages of negotiation. So I called him to say, look, this is what's going on. And then he pauses and he says, maybe I'm not supposed to tell you that. I think they want to announce that with some big uh, whoop-de-doo, <laughs> but we are negotiating with them. Then he says, I won't say whether the negotiations were successful or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it's kind of easy to tell kind of how the negotiations probably went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, I was thinking also, too, just about all the different rumors we've been hearing, because we've been hearing a lot of people say, you know, oh, Mark Hamill's definitely coming back, or Harrison Ford's definitely coming back. Even this past week, there was also an article, I forget what the name of the magazine was, but it was some small, you know, not real big-time publication or anything, and they interviewed Carrie Fisher and asked her if she was coming back, and she just straight up said yes. Yeah, and a lot of people were it. taking that as like, oh, you know, we finally have official confirmation. And I was like, well, wait a second, because I seem to remember something like within the past few months where a similar situation came up where she said, yes, I'm going to play Princess Leia again in the new movies. And it wasn't like officially confirmed by Lucasfilm or anything. And then her representative came out and said, wait, you know, she was just joking. It's still not officially confirmed at this point. And so... When this thing came out this past week, everybody was getting all excited about it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we've been through this before. Yeah, um, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. So I was like, don't don't be too quick to get all excited about it. You know, because also Carrie Fisher, it seems like she kind of likes to toy with us fans and the media a little bit, too. And sometimes she'll just like, you know, feed us little tidbits and then take it back or whatever. I don't know. But um, yeah, and even in that quote too. Like after she just said yes, she's like said jokingly, like yeah, I know what the plot's going to be. Like uh, I'm in a retirement home or something like that. Yeah, some yeah. joke where it's like she's all old. So yeah, she has a good sense of humor. Yeah. So I was like, I wouldn't take that too seriously. But at the same time, I mean, the more rumors we hear about it, the more I'm like, I think everybody's pretty sure at this point that they're coming back. 
Yeah. Especially because when you think about just all the unconfirmed rumors we've heard, we've heard about, you know, we've, we've heard different reports saying they are coming back, but it's not confirmed yet. We've heard reports saying that they're talking about it. Um, and like, even in the Mark, the Mark Hamill interview we were just talking about, he said that nobody had like signed any official contracts yet, but that they were all still talking to them about it and talking to Kathleen Kennedy and the writers and JJ Abrams and everything like that. But we haven't heard any rumors as far as I know, saying that they're definitely not coming back. You know, I've never seen like a news post saying, oh, Breaking news, Harrison Ford says he's out of the new Star Wars movie. So even though all these rumors and reports and stuff are unconfirmed, just the fact that we've heard so many and all of them have either been neutral or positive, I'm like pretty much all signs at this point are pointing to good things. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I'm pretty much 99% certain they are going to come back, especially with this recent quote from George Lucas. And you're right too, because sometimes when these rumors start popping up, you usually get like a counter news story or article saying like, don't get your hopes up just yet. Nothing's officially done. And I've heard this story that kind of contradicts what this story said, but um, you haven't heard any of that. Like you said, with the original cast members coming back. So right. yeah, it's definitely looking like they're for sure coming back. Yeah, and I'm and sure Lucas is right too. when he says they're planning some big announcement to announce their return. So, you know, that's the case. They probably want to save it for some, I don't know if they're going to save it for a convention or something or, just announce oh, yeah. it like they did J.J. Abrams, but we'll see. But I'm sure they want to make a big deal about it. Yeah, it'll. I'm sure it'll at least get some big press release. I don't know if they're going to do it at, you know, San Diego Comic-Con or at the big Disney Expo that they have every year or at the Star Wars Celebration Europe that's happening this summer or if it's just going to be, you know, like an online press release like the J.J. Abrams thing was. But also, I mean, even you're talking about like the, uh, you know, the counter announcements and stuff or people um you know negating these different rumors that pop up and stuff like with the Zack Snyder movie when uh when there were reports saying oh Zack Snyder's developing like a Star Wars Jedi Samurai film yeah and then his representative came out and said no he's not well every time we hear oh Harrison Ford is coming back to play Han Solo or Carrie Fisher is confirmed as Princess Leia we haven't heard anybody come out and say uh no they're not yep so yeah, I, I think at this point I'm not even like holding my breath or waiting on the edge of my seat. I'm just like, I'll be here whenever you guys decide you want to tell us what we can already guess at. Yeah, it's only a matter of time now. Yeah. The only bad thing, I guess, is like you won't have that an, a, initial big shock and excitement when it officially gets announced <laughs> that they're yeah. all coming back. Because it's like, some, yeah, we already knew it already, but it's still yeah. cool to have it official, but... Well, I, I don't think it even would have been a big shock anyways unless they had announced it like the same day that they announced that the big deal went down in the first place. Mm-hmm. And if they had said Disney buys out Lucasfilm, they're making three more Star Wars movies and Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher are coming back to play their main characters. I think the nerd world would have collectively died of shock (laughs) that that would have just been like too much for us to handle all at once but you know now that we've had time to sit and think about it and talk about it and hear all these different rumors and speculations and stuff it's like even if we had had you know even if we hadn't had george lucas come out and say it like this i still don't think it would have been a big surprise to anybody once they finally do announce it 
Yeah. The big excitement is going to be when we see either the first shots from a trailer or first screenshots they release of them back in their characters. That's when it's oh, going to be yeah. <laughs> amazing. I was just thinking about that today, too, because, you know, I, I was thinking about the uh, the costumes, actually, like you were asking about the, you know, the ships and are they going to have the same ship designs or, um, you know, are they going to make up new stuff? And I was thinking about the character costumes. Like every time I think about Harrison Ford coming back, I'm trying to picture like how 70 year old, you know, Harrison Ford is like a 70 year old guy is going to look sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon with the white shirt and the black vest on. And I'm like, nah, you know what? I doubt he's been wearing the same clothes for the last 40 years. We'll probably (laughs) see all these guys in new outfits. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping Luke is wearing like that kind of the old traditional Obi Wan Jedi outfit, the brown robes and everything. Yeah, that'll well, that'll be interesting to see because I really like Luke in the uh, in the black Jedi robes from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I I kind of I don't know that I necessarily want to see him in like the very plain traditional Jedi robes, but maybe something closer to that. Maybe sort of like a new variation on uh-huh. it that can kind of be the new standard for like the new Jedi characters in these new films. Yeah. Or he'll just go back to his white Tatooine tunic that he wore. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, Another thing that I thought was pretty interesting in this article was that um, just the reluctance Lucas had to this whole, whole thing. I mean, he really wasn't on board with it all the way until the very end. I mean, there was that point in the article where he said he was even reluctant to show them, uh, to show like Bob Iger and the other Disney CEOs his treatments for the new trilogy. They kind of had to convince them to show it to him. And it just kind of reaffirms where like this really was a big deal for Lucas. I mean, you think for fans it was a big deal, but for him it was even more of a big deal because it's how much he likes that control. He had that control of the franchise he's created. It just weighed on him so much before he actually did the deal for him to sell it to Disney. I just found that real interesting too, is how much he loves and cares for his creation that that just took a lot out of him to finally hand it over to give him those treatments. Yeah, well, you know what? I want to go back and read this article again now because it seemed to me, I remember from the first time I read it, and I don't think I ever actually read the whole thing all the way through, but there was part of it that I read where it sounded like he actually developed the treatments for 789 sort of as like an asset for... You know, to sort of uh, convince Disney to buy the company, I guess. Um, I'm not sure where it is. In the, his, it's like a five-page article, but... I think yeah. that's kind of what Bob Iger was looking for. Oh, okay. for Before oh, he wanted to buy okay. it to make sure there were other assets okay, to utilize you. his purchase. So I think that's what he wanted to make sure of, that there were more like movies and stuff to tell. Uh-huh. Stories to tell with that instead of just, just the stuff they already knew that they have. Yeah. Well, you know what? In that case, I am kind of glad, though, that they, um, you know, sort of consulted with George Lucas on it ahead of time that they were like, hey, if we buy this company and make more Star Wars movies, like, do you have any more ideas for them? Even if you're not going to be directing it or writing it or like really directly involved, they kind of still respect that he is the creator of Star Wars and they're like giving him a chance to Mm -hmm. at least let the new movies sort of stem from some of his ideas rather than just buying the company from him and having somebody else do it completely from scratch. Yeah. Lucas was telling him to, in that article to read that, that was a big factor for him. Like, even though he is selling it off, he still kind of wants to have that presence and to be there to say like things they can and can't do with the story. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Disney was saying, yeah, we'll let you do that. But at the same time, you have to understand too, that we have like the final say as like, what we can sign off on and what the decisions are. Like we have the final say in that. And that kind of took a little time for Lucas to <laughs> convince him to 
allow that too. So it's kind of like a, I guess, a back and forth type thing where to have Lucas have his creative say as far as the story, but at the same time, Disney has the final say on what actually gets produced and put out. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, because mm-hmm. um, I can definitely understand George wanting to still have some control over it and some input, but at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, it's not his company anymore. So yeah, yeah. you have to have that balance there. It's also good too that they hadn't kind of had some exact dates on there as far as like when things went down. Because I think the first initial time that Bob Iger went to Lucas to see if he was interested in selling Lucasfilm was back in 2011, I believe, when uh, Star Tours was first being reopened, the new Star Tours ride. Oh, and he, okay. actually, he actually had breakfast with Lucas at like the grand reopening in Disney World or something, I believe. And then he kind of asked him there, like, you ever think about selling? And George Lucas was like, not at this time, really, but definitely if I ever come to that point, I'll let you know. And that kind of gave Bob Iger some real hope that, yeah, this can eventually go down where I will be able to buy Lucasfilm. Yeah. And yeah, then I believe also gave a date where I think back in June of this year, it's kind of when the ball really started rolling as far as getting all this, the purchase ready. And then of course in October when it finally went final and announced it. Yeah. That then, was, that was one other thing I thought was interesting from the segments of that article that I did read was that this whole process and everything was going on for a lot longer than I think any of us had realized before this point and before this article came out. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, you know, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher had said that George Lucas had talked to them about it, um, even, you know, back during like celebration, but George kind of made it sound in this article, like for like a whole year before the deal actually went down, he had been, you know, talking to Kathleen Kennedy about it and sort of, uh, sprucing up these old you know treatments that he had for seven eight nine and talking to the actors about coming back and it, he also made it sound like they had already hired michael arndt to write the screenplay like before the deal went down even yeah though we didn't hear about that till afterwards so yeah i mean like i said it sounds like not just the deal itself but that the development of the new star wars films has been going on a bit longer than we thought it had yeah and even the whole hiring of J.J. Abrams, that really turned out pretty quickly as far as hiring him. I think they said Kathleen Kennedy first went to him back in December of 2012. And then, of course, January, we got the announcement. Yeah. So it was well, kind of like that wasn't something that wasn't a long process as far as getting J.J. Abrams to come on board. Right, right. But, yeah, that wasn't something that was going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. That was one thing that we kind of found out about as soon as it happened. Because yeah. even, you know, we've talked about before on this show, like as recently as December, I think J.J. Abrams said that they had asked him and he said he wasn't interested. But then, you know, in December, Kathleen Kennedy went to see him in person and sort of pitched him on these new treatments and scripts that they were writing and really talked him into it. And, you know, like a month later, he changed his mind about it. So now we've got our director, got our writer and, you know, hopefully the ball's rolling on this. I'm sure there's a lot more stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Um, you know, whether that's sort of ongoing negotiations with the cast or whether they're still trying to finish up the script or, you know, stuff like that. But hopefully we'll get some more uh, announcements soon and when they're going to start filming and be done with the script and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, another cool thing that I thought was good to read was uh, they still say George Lucas was still kind of in the writers' meetings that were going on with Michael Arndt, Lawrence Kasdan, and Simon Kinberg. Because you kind of got the feeling that it was maybe just them three and Lucas, he's retired now. He wasn't too involved. He has the treatments that he wrote, but it's still cool to hear that he was in those writer meetings still, kind of giving his two cents and making sure everything's probably going the way he wanted it. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, that kind of sounds like the way that they do the Clone Wars series. Yeah. 
um, where you know you've got Dave Filoni in charge of the whole show. You've got the different writers who write you know the specific scripts for like each individual episode, but they still sit down with George and he kind of gives them the ideas that are the basis for the episode in the first place. Yeah, so it's like that part of him that still just can't fully walk away from it. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I wonder, even now that it's all done, if there's still something in the back of his mind saying, should I have sold it yet? But then maybe that's just like a quick passing thought, but I'm sure there's still that part of him that loves being part of that creative process of writing new Star Wars stories. Yeah, Because even cool. in the article it says uh, before everything went down, Kathleen Kennedy would be on like plane rides with him and she'd say it. Ask him, is everything all right? And like some days he'd be, yeah, I'm happy with the decision. And some days he'd be like, uh, I don't know if this is right or not. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just that part of it that's never going to go away probably. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? As a, as a film student myself and someone who wants to be a filmmaker, I can definitely say that as I'm like coming to the end of production on my own Star Wars fan film right now and as busy and hectic and stressful as it can sometimes be, to you know write and direct and produce your own film i'm like i would absolutely be in heaven if i could write a really cool story and then hand it off to somebody else and let them make it but still allow me to have control over you know making sure things still happen yeah. that i envisioned them in the first place but not have to do all of that hard work myself that would be nice so yeah george so is like, in a pretty good spot right now yeah definitely like you said before i mean with the clone wars that's he hit the jackpot with finding Dave, finding Dave Filoni to be the supervising director from that show because he could just do exactly what you said. Just come up with those stories, leave it into the hands of these talented people to make the show, and then just enjoy it as you would seeing your story brought to life but not actually doing all the work. Yeah, yeah. You just show up to a meeting and go, hey, guys, wouldn't it be cool if we got to see this happen? And then they go make it happen and you get to sit back and watch it. Yep. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, I think those are pretty much just the two big things we were going to talk about this week. And then there's one more thing with uh, – well, there have been a few other small things that we were just going to kind of pass over briefly, which is um, kind of a lot of the same small kind of minor rumors that we've been hearing about for the past couple of months, which is, you know, different actors saying that they'd like to come back or they'd maybe be interested. Like Billy D. Williams says he'd like to return as Lando. John Williams says that he'd like to come back and do the score if he's able to, which is nice because I'd love to have him come back and do the music as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ewan McGregor said he'd be up for doing a standalone film focused on Obi-Wan and kind of tell the story of what he's doing out in the desert uh, in between episodes five and six. And um, let's see what else we have here. Oh, and there's a video on YouTube. We've got a link to it on our Twitter page where Tamara Morrison and Daniel Logan talk about the possibility of a Boba Fett spinoff film. Um, so just kind of some small stuff like that. And then the one other thing that I was going to mention is uh, this article on Kotaku.com about Star Wars 1313 and rumors that that game has possibly been put on hold even though originally when this deal went down, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, we heard that it wasn't going to affect anything at LucasArts for the time being. I mean, obviously LucasArts is owned by Disney now too, but they said that they had projects in development that they were still going to be able to continue to work on, that 1313 was still on track and things like that. And now, um, I mean, none of this is confirmed yet. Lucas uh, LucasArts hasn't said anything about it. But there's now rumors, maybe just because we haven't heard anything about 1313 in quite a while, but there are rumors that that game's been put on hold. And um, 
I think, like, I've heard some stuff related to the 1313 that also has to do with, um, like, the thing we talked about. I think we talked about this on our last episode, that now the 3D re-releases of Episodes 2 and 3, those have been postponed as well, because Lucasfilm wants to kind of just focus all their efforts and all their resources on uh, making Episode 7 as good as possible. And I'm like, as far as delaying Episodes 2 and 3 in 3D, that makes sense, um, because obviously those are people at Lucasfilm and ILM who are doing that 3D post-conversion stuff, and you want them on the team for you know, working on episode seven, but I don't know that delaying 1313, I don't really see how that does them a whole lot of good because, I mean, I know they were collaborating with ILM on that game as far as some of the visuals and the motion capture for the performances and stuff like that, but it's not like you're going to take a bunch of game developers and put them on a film set. So I think if that, like, if that is the case, if Disney is like kind of shutting everything down at Lucasfilm and channeling everything into episode seven. I think that seems like a little bit excessive. Yeah. I mean, the thing I comes to mind when I hear about all these stuff, like being the movies being 3d movies being canceled and now 1313. And we're always hearing those rumors about the future of the clone wars. This to me, it seems like Disney just wants to focus everything on the new era of star Wars, which is going to be the episode seven and beyond time period. It seems like anything has to, in any era before that, they just want to either put our hold and just kind of stop that era and just move forward to the next one. Because maybe with the hold on 1313, maybe not having those people work on the actual movie, but have them develop a new Episode 7 game or something, just kind of put all their efforts towards everything that has to do with Episode 7. Possibly. But, you know, again, if and I'm not arguing with you on this. I'm just saying if that's true and that's what Disney is actually doing, I'm like, why are you going to stop production on 1313 now and, you know, start working on an episode seven video game when you haven't even started filming episode seven yet and might not have even finished the script to know what the movie's going to be about? I mean, for all we know, maybe they've already started production on the movie and they're just being super secretive about it. But when, you know, we've got a recent interview with Mark Hamill saying we haven't had any contracts signed yet with the three biggest actors that you're going to want to have in that movie. I don't think they've, you know, started filming already or anything like that. So, I mean, it seems a little bit early to sort of be pooling all your resources like this. I mean, once the movie's in production, I could maybe see that happening. Um, But even like I was talking about with the guys at ILM working on episode seven, it's like they're not going to have anything to do right now because they've got no shots or footage, anything to do special effects on. I mean, I know that I know they do previs type stuff, where they kind of do rough animations of scenes and just to kind of get the feel of how it's going to look. But again, if the script's not even done yet and you don't even know exactly how the movie's going to go, well, then that's not really going to do you a whole lot of good to work on that now. But again, that's just speculation on my part because we don't know exactly where they are in production. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that I'm sure we don't know about. But it just seems a bit excessive to me if this is true, if that's what they're doing, you know, stopping all this stuff to you know, put resources into episode seven. I mean, maybe we just haven't heard anything about 1313 because they're working really hard on it and they're just going to show it to us when it's done, or maybe it's on hold for other reasons. And this is just people speculating saying that, you know, Disney is trying to focus all their efforts on episode seven or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I was kind of excited for that 1313 game. So I hope it doesn't get put on hold for too long, but we'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, same here. I mean, there's also an interesting quote from Bob Iger in that uh, Bloomberg Business Week article also, because they're talking about, um, Iger says he doesn't want to do anything that might detract from the upcoming movies. And he says, I don't want to over-commercialize or over-hype this. He says, it's my job to prevent that. And it kind of makes me think, is maybe it is true where they just want all the, like, I guess, general public focus to be on episode seven and that era of Star Wars and that the old era, the prequel era, the original trilogy era, that time's done and they don't want anything associated with that. When, now that they've taken over Lucasfilm, they just want everything to focus on the episode seven era now. Yeah, and see, if that's true, I mean, like you said, there's rumors about the Clone Wars being canceled too and, um, you know, we haven't heard anything official about that show being canceled or about it being renewed for a sixth season, so we're kind of waiting nervously to see what they end up doing with that but i don't know it's like i can understand them wanting to focus on episode seven and you know focus all their efforts on that and sort of like you said kind of close off some of the other storylines taking place in other parts of the star wars universe but i don't think there's any reason to go into full lockdown on it as soon as you buy the company i mean if the uh you know they say episode seven is supposed to come out in 2015 and then once they signed J.J. Abrams, there have been reports going around that he might not even stick to that, that if he needs to take longer, then he will, um, you know, that it could come out later in 2015 or possibly even in 2016. And so I'm like, you've got two or three years to let the Clone Wars finish up, you know, let LucasArts finish on 1313. I'm not saying you got to start on a bunch of new games and have a new Clone Wars movie or a new Clone Wars game come out like the month before episode seven comes out or anything like that. But I'm just saying they've got time to kind of gradually wrap up the stuff they're doing now and start focusing on episode seven rather than just shutting down everything right now and shifting their focus so suddenly. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, it's not like episode seven is coming out this summer yeah. where everything has to stop right now. I mean, you need something to have continue the Star Wars brand up until the release of episode seven. So that's confusing to me too. If they do decide to do that, or just to stop everything now, and then we're going to build up to the release of Episode Seven, we still need some Star Wars content, I would think, for the next two years before that comes out. Exactly, and like you were saying about not wanting to overhype it or whatever that Bob Iger said in that article. I mean, if you look at the prequels, all throughout the time period that the prequels were coming out, that was probably when we've had the most number of Star Wars games ever released, like for yep. video game consoles, like on the original Xbox and PS2. And those weren't all focused on the prequels. I mean, sure, you had like Republic Commando and uh, the Jedi Starfighter games and Battlefront and stuff like that, like games... Super Bomb Bad Racing, the greatest one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you had some games like that that did tie into the prequels, but that was also the time period when you had Rogue Squadron, Knights of the Old Republic, um, and some other really great games like that that had nothing to do with the movies, and George Lucas didn't go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, that's going to detract from the prequels. No, it just builds up the general presence of Star Wars. Um, now, I mean, maybe they're trying to do what Lucasfilm did with the Phantom Menace. I mean, because there hadn't been as much Star Wars content, like during the nineties, um, there'd still been, you know, books, but there hadn't been as many, you know, video games and animated series and stuff like that that we've gotten now. So when episode one came out, I mean, obviously it broke box office records and midnight shows and all that kind of stuff because people hadn't seen Star Wars in so long and were so excited for the new ones. But it had been almost 20 years at that point. And, you know, Disney can't create that same amount of hype by shutting down Star Wars for the next two years. Yeah, no Um, way. That's, yeah, that's just dumb. If you're going to try to make 
episode seven be as anticipated as episode one when episode one was 20 years after and episode seven is going to be 10 years after episode three plus we've had the clone wars in that time time span and like i said we've had just sort of more saturation of star wars content with the you know this sort of new millennium and video games and digital media and all that kind of stuff yeah and part of me thinks too that when george lucas was working all the details out with disney part of me thinks that he would had like to let them know that his plans for the Clone Wars to, to end that and maybe the games with 1313, because you know he's involved with all that stuff. You think that would have been part of the deal or whatever to make sure these end off on the way that he wanted them to. I mean, maybe he didn't. Maybe that wasn't part of anything in the negotiations, but I like to think that since Lucas does care about the story and all this, that would be part of something he wanted to make sure gets done. Because he even said that him and Dave Filoni had the ending all mapped out now, mapped out now that he's retired. So Dave knows what's to, knows how to end the Clone Wars. So just part of me thinks that I would think Lucas would have made sure that was everything stayed intact how he wanted that shit series to end and everything before when Disney took over. So an abrupt end doesn't happen, which is kind of the rumors that are going on right now. Yeah, and I would have to think the same thing. I mean, I don't know about thirteen thirteen necessarily. Um, you know, obviously before the Disney sale, like George Lucas owned LucasArts, but it seemed like at least with some of the games, they kind of were like off doing their own thing. Um, I know George Lucas was pretty heavily involved in the development of The Force Unleashed and the story for that game, but I don't think he personally has a hand in like every game that they make there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that he would have necessarily been as concerned about 1313 when making the sale to Disney. But yeah, definitely with The Clone Wars. Um, you know, because he's so directly involved in that series and creates all the stories and characters that they end up using for the episodes and stuff, you would have to think that he would want that show to end the way that he originally envisioned it. And because we know that they've been working on like a season six and possibly even a season seven and that the ending of the show and how kind of all these different character storylines wrap up is still kind of a good ways off, um, just because we know they've been developing so many stories for it if they were to cancel it like at the end of this season i can't believe that that's george lucas's idea yeah you same know, here. It's, it's like if that ends up happening i doubt that's the way he he envisioned it to go and um i mean i guess the one last point i would make on this because you know we can speculate on this all day but um you know we kind of just have to wait to hear anything official to know what's going to happen for sure and we've actually just been reading some rumors on Twitter right before uh, we started recording that we're supposed to get an announcement on Monday regarding uh, the future of the Clone Wars or like a statement from Dave Filoni or something like that. But the last thing I have to say about that is um, that for Disney taking over Lucasfilm and inheriting such like a huge fan base of, you know, people like Star Wars fans, if you want those people to get behind you and support you as you're making you know, episode seven and new movies abruptly cutting off an awesome TV show like the clone wars is not the best way to introduce yeah. yourself to a new fan base. Be like, Hey guys, how you doing? We're the new people in charge and we're going to end this really cool show over here. That's <laughs> not going to do. I mean, for one thing, I don't see how that makes any business sense because, Same here, yeah. you know, that show has been making a bunch of money for a cartoon network. And, um, you know, it's like, all you're going to do is, piss off the fans and make them skeptical about episode seven because all of a sudden they're gonna be like "Ooh, i don't know about these disney guys now yeah and especially when there's episodes already done you know a lot of season six is already done <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean we were talking about that before too that i'm not too worried about that because 
you know, since we know that there are probably episodes that are completed, I find it very hard to believe that even if they canceled the series, that we would never see those episodes in some form, whether it be, you know, them being released online or straight to DVD or something like that. So I guess if they did cancel the Clone Wars, this like kind of the silver lining for me would be that there would probably still be new episodes that we would get to see. Um, So it wouldn't sort of be as final as some people might think. Um, At least maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. Maybe Disney really would be dumb enough to just throw those (laughs) in the trash can and be like, nope, we're focusing on episode seven. But I don't know. Again, we'll just have to see how it goes. I just have to trust that these people are smart enough to know what they're doing and know that uh, they shouldn't cancel a great show like that. Yeah, a show that helps sustain Star Wars in the as far as like carry on the Star Wars to the periods where there were no movies coming yeah. out. I mean, that that was pretty much Star Wars for a lot of people, and Star Wars to a whole new generation of kids who probably haven't even seen the movies yet and just know right. Star Wars from the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, anyways, um, we're probably going to talk more about the Clone Wars on our next episode, which should be maybe in a week or two. Um, We're going to spend some time talking about uh, just our thoughts on this past season, on season five of the show, kind of do a wrap-up episode for that. And um, also, you know, if we hear anything more before then about uh, the future of the show and what's going to happen to it, we will definitely talk about that on our next episode as well. But, yeah, ho- uh, hopefully I'll have a definitive answer by then as far as what's up with season six and the future of the show. Yeah, yeah, hopefully a definitive answer and hopefully a good answer. But yeah, we definitely. shall see. Always in motion is the future. So Yep, which has been uh, Dave Filoni's line every interview yeah, yeah. he's done since the season five finale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But anyways, uh, that's pretty much it for this week. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, as always, you can check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. And you can send us email at Kyle at CloneWarsPodcast.com and Tim at CloneWarsPodcast.com. Tim, anything else you want to add for this episode? Yep, I think we got everything covered. Okay, yeah, we've uh, had a pretty good one. Um, So again, thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you next time on The Saga Continues. See you, everyone. Thank you.